Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, Alicia, would you like to continue? I, I know that it was an uh, um, an abrupt <laughs> sort of end. To I, your I was I was all I was almost done. I was I was oh, starting I again. Our apologies. All right, let's go. Let's go from the top. Let's go from the top. Yes. Yes. So Please this do. one is entitled "The Vendors." All right, because mark uh, the marketplace has is always like a big part of especially Guyanese society, especially on Sundays. Yes, a very big part, right? And it's, and it's so, so entertaining to just, you know, walk through, ride through, and just have a look and see what's happening there. So I titled this one, The Vendors. Come get it here. Come get it here. The vendors say. Thank you. Green plantains, edos, bananas, or pears. A pong, two pongs, anyhow you like. No need to go elsewhere because the price is right. You can't get a better bargain. You'll come again. That is the truth. Come gather around. Let me show you my fruits. Over here, over here. Let me show you what I've got. Everything you need to flavor the pot. Cinnamon, clove, celery, thymes. When you're ready for your swank, I got the best limes. Well, you know, you can't pass the coconut stand. For that lovely curry or cook-up, I am the man. Break it, grate it, and gather the milk. <laughs> Add the seasoning and show your skills. Take something you must in our products you can trust. Come by the vendors and you'll see a product you'll love. That's a guarantee. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. I liked it. I liked it even better the second time around. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Alicia, oh. I didn't hear you talk with a married man, poor. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ali, it, 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 it's so numerous. You can only list a few. There's only, there's only so much. There's so many varieties. Oh, Beautiful. my God. Yeah. Okay, I'm making sure I eat in cook up rice by your house when I come. <laughs> Next up, we have James Richmond from New York City. Originated from Guyana. He's a reverend. He's a pastor. He's a prolific writer. He recently got an amazing award for his work in Queens, New York, for the work he has done in the Guyanese community. And many of us, this is his third time he's joining us here in Canada, virtually at the Parkland Writers Association, Summer Medley. Welcome, James, and take it away, as you always do. Take my breath away. Thank you, thank you, Abby, my friend. I like the introduction. <laughs> I got a pinch perceive as me you're talking about. <laughs> you know, I'm so happy to join with all of us here this evening. If you could raise the volume a bit. All right. I'm so I'm happy to join with all of us here this evening. Can you hear me better? Can you hear me better? Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, yes. Uncle Peter. Thank you, Uncle Peter. Uh, you know, I want to 
remember um, 9-11, which we said, you know, it's 20 years um, since that fateful day. And I can recall that I watched that thing in utter shock and grief, of course, because a lot of Guyanese lost their life there, as well as many people from all over the world. At what was unfolding before my eyes that fateful morning. Uh, like so many millions of us around the world from 8.46 a.m., you know, and, and, and immediately I started to write and I wrote this poem that is called For Life, 911, and it's in my book on the window of my skin. I saw the impact. The fiery blast, the twin towers crumbling like sandcastle in a sudden downpour, sinking hearts in fear and a terrorist laugh. Men, women, and children for life running 911. There is a security breach. Bodies across the morning sky plummeting, sudden death to those who dared reach for life. That fateful 911 morning and died. A nation under attack, the world is dark. Millions across the world in pain. Thousands of hearts ripped apart on the terrorists' disdain. In disbelief and tears, we struggle through the sudden mist. End of the world is feared. Out of the ashes of the towering twins, out of our wound and pain, out of our lost and our darkest hour, out of the destruction of the striking planes, our hearts with strength renewed, the annihilation of thousands of families, friends again, out of that ocean of death. Terrorists, tyrants shall taste of our retaliation, for with unity and courage regained the resolve of our people, strong, ready to sustain in a mighty battle. America, arise yet. And so we are still fighting such a battle. And that's my first piece, 911 for life. And my second piece is entitled, Like Amazon Rain. I dance. I'm a Rangian drum, African drum, Indian drum, the Tassa drum, comfort drum, masquerade drum, drums of Guyana. When you hear the drums like Amazon rain, I dance. For the Amerindian drum tells the inspirational story of mystical legends and bequeathed legacy. This is the history. This is the history. I dance the dance of an old Amerindian. I dance the dance of the Amerindians. Like Amazon rain, I dance, for the African drum becomes my soul, the tropical spirit I now behold, jubilant and enchanted, revisiting time and times of old. I dance the dance of an old African. I dance the dance of an old African. Like lightning in the rain, I dance for the Indian drum becomes my dream and rose like a mystical streak, a vision unseen, a vision of light with gongrus and sari. I dance the dance of an old Indian. 
I danced the dance of an old Indian. Like clouds of fire, I danced for the comfort drum speaks to me. Spiritual flames across the floor resurrected and free. I danced the dance of comfort. I danced the dance of comfort. Like Amazon rain, lightning and clouds of fire, I danced for the masquerade drums awake my soul. Unity is a foretold. Unity is the lord of the goal. My tropical spirit like flickering lights unfold. I now dance the dance for Guyana. I now dance the dance for Guyana when you hear the drums. And it brings me to possibly my last and final piece, which is entitled I dance the dance of Guyana, the Tassa drum, the African drum. Yeah. Yeah. And now I want to do this one called We Can Live Again. I was asked to write a song, uh, the, uh, the lyrics of a song that they are putting together here in New York for what they are experiencing, with, what we are experiencing with the COVID uh, virus. And so I called it We Can Live Again. And the music will be, is being done by Roland Corker. There are times in life when all are called to unite. This is such a time. With millions infected, millions dead, constant death frightening the mind. It's past time to stop the pain of the pandemic. For we have lost much. Our children have lost a lifetime. It's traumatic. If we are willing, we can stop the spread and bring normalcy again. If we are truly willing to put aside our doubts, procrastination, and quest for political gain, we can live again. We can live again. Do it for the children. Do it today. Make a choice. We cannot allow COVID-19 to stay, stand, and be counted. Let us lead the way. If we are willing, we can stop the spread and bring normalcy again. If we are truly willing to put aside our doubts, procrastination, and quest for political gain, we can live again. We can live again. We must stand against this virus. The time is now. It's the only way COVID-19 will disappear. Come pledge and vow. We must unite and fight. We must unite and fight. If our loved ones gone truly knew that they could have lived by wearing of masks, washing of hands and the vaccine from a heart that gave, they would live. They would live. If we are willing, we can stop the spread and bring normalcy again. If we are truly willing to put aside our doubts, procrastination, and quest for political gain, we can live again. We can live again. This COVID-19 and its strains are no respect of person. If you don't care to do the right thing, it will just worsen. If mankind should really survive, do the right thing by their loved ones, the time is now. In light of the pandemic, COVID-19 and the strain, you may wonder how 
vaccines are offered, what is the choice to make in the name of loved ones beyond our touch? When we answer the call, the painful memories of lost won't be so much. If we are willing, we can stop the spread and bring normalcy again. If we are truly willing to put aside our doubts, procrastination and quests for political gain, we can live again, Happy, We can live again, again. Thank you. We can live again, everybody. We can live again. We can live again, everybody. I don't know about Hallelujah. the rest of you, but when James uh, recites his poetry, he puts me into almost a trance-like state. So it's absolutely amazing. I hope you will allow me to promote my book, Go ahead. of Daniel. Mm -hmm. um, it's available on Amazon. Um, it's based on the book of Daniel in the Bible. 12 chapters of the book of Daniel, made simple, uh, it's a devotional book. Um, uh, the entire book is also written in poetry. This book is not entirely written in poetry, but the entire book of Daniel, I break it down into poetry format and make it into a devotional. It's a good read, if I should recommend it today. Post so now, the link. Language of Daniel. If you have a link, post it. We will Sorry. share it. Thank you very much, I will. Appreciate it. Post it in the chat and we will share it. Certainly I will. Okay. So that brings us to our next poet, uh, Dr. Shabina Ramjan. She is a great mix of uh, science and poetry, science and the cultural arts. Um, she is uh, here with us today, uh, tonight from Guyana. And, um, you know, poetry is a hobby and a passion of hers. And uh, we look forward to um, hearing some of your new poems. I just want to chime in and everyone. say that um, I want to congratulate Shabina for recently volunteering with the Guyana Medical Relief Organization. And Amazing. that took her all the way into the Northwest Mabaruma in a very dangerous part of the Amazon and Guyana for our Amerindian brothers and sisters. So. Indeed, uh, Pakaraima Writers Association congratulates you and is proud of your work in Guyana. Oh, Great. Thank you so much. On that note, um, September is Amerindian Heritage Month. Hence, I'm sporting these coconut shell earrings. And my hairpiece is from um, Santa Rosa in Region 1. So going to proudly support them tonight. And my first um, poem is dedicated to the Amerindians. All right, so our Amerindians, so richly have they blessed us. Chuma pot, hot pepper pot, fresh cassava bread, the strong flavor of paiwari. Those are just some of the delicacies. Tibisiri crafts, woven baskets, beautiful headdresses, all handmade, skilled in so many ways the native people, our Amerindians. In my beautiful Guyana, there are nine tribes of them. The Arawaks skilled in fishing, the Arikunas on the banks of the Kamarang River, the Caribs, warriors of the Northwest region, the Makushis in the Rupununi, the Patamonas from which Odkai came, the Wapishianas, excellent trackers, 
the wise, excellent weavers who built the beautiful Yumanayano. And the Waraos along the, Pomer the Pomeroon River, all nine tribes, my Amerindian people, all in my beautiful Guyano. So, um, in celebration of. I take a bow for the indigenous people on the tribute you have given them here. Also, um, the September is also Indigenous Month in Canada. Yes, it is. I think I'll read that yes. poem to um, my to my students on your behalf. <laughs> no problem. And of course, September is also Education Month in Guyana. So a uh, lovely conversation I had with my cousin's daughter who's now going back to school after one and a half years and doesn't think school is necessary anymore at the age of nine. So it just reminded me of how excited we were to go back to school. So this is just a conversation of me with my best friend who is also living in New York now for 10 years. But our experience is totally different from theirs. So, Vanessa, girl, you get your vaccine. Mommy them said we can't stay in quarantine. No more online school. We have to go back to classroom. And they said we got to take the jab to prevent corona attack. And me don't get me composition book. And I went and I teach some wrong people when, when, when they weren't looking. Imagine we got to write again. And when the computer can do all of that, and me must go and write again. Me don't forget how to spell them words and add them big, big number when me can do all of that on one calculator. The teacher might not even let me bring one. Me auntie, she send them fancy, fancy push pine pencils. So I take out two new ones for use. And when you come to school, me go show you my fancy razor and ruler too. And when the school bell ring Monday morning, you can see we in all we new school thing. I sure the teacher will make us write what I did on my August vacation, though it might be quite long this time. But what I really want to know is if they expect me to stay whole day since we can't go out in the schoolyard and play. I hope I just reach back because, you know, three o'clock is when the cartoons start. Thank you. Three o'clock is when the cartoons start. The cartoons, the cartoons. Oh, you know, the cartoons! The wow, cartoons yeah. The afternoon. I'm thinking of playing in the in the schoolyard. The cartoons. <laughs> um, lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah. What do you say, Sherry? Quite different. None of that. None of that anymore. Well, it's amazing. Now you can hear somebody who wrote in the chat, Lisa. Yeah, you can just hear the children saying those exact words. So yeah, you've definitely brought that to life really well. Okay, so, so over to you, Habib. Our legend is in the house, Mr. Francis Kwamina. A legend from Guyana living in New York, in the United States of America publisher, playwright. Thank you for joining us for the third time, Dr. Francis Kwamina, over to you. You have to unmute your mic. Yeah. 
Okay, I've just unmuted my mic and I'm being heard now, saying hello to Javi, boy, you're looking sharp. And also to Dr. Sherry, good evening, my dear lady, you're looking very sharp, I dare say. I wanted, a, ma I wanted a match you to match her up. Okay, <laughs> you're doing well, you're doing well. I'll just do two short poems. Uh, one is by my dear friend, uh, Peter Jailal. Is Peter on tonight? Yes. Is Peter there? He's there. Okay, good night, yes, Peter. How are things in Toronto? Okay. Well, I'm going to say this one because I think uh, the focus of this poem is something that we miss out on probably too often, and that is Thanksgiving, to say thanks. We sometimes take our friends for granted, our relatives for granted, and we forget to say thanks. So I'm going to do this one by my dear friend, Peter Jaila. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for my limbs that can still move, my arms that propel me along, my throbbing, beating heart, for my utterance and my mind as clear as a bell, for my eyes that can see clearly, a little bird high up in a tree, for enjoying its sweet melody, for friends and family, for receiving and returning a smile, savoring a cup of coffee, or sipping a glass of red wine, breaking and sharing a loaf of homemade bread. For all these blessings, indeed, I'm so thankful. And I'm thankful to Peter Jalal, my dear friend. Give it up for Francis Kwame. At this age, he is blazing ahead. And you know what? I, I thankful for all them roti and tomato choker that I get. Yes, yes. And I love anything, you know. Yes. Now, uh, I'm going to say one last poem here. And this is a poem, again, a sort of a thank you to these days. But, you know, there was the time way back when we, we had to depend on our horses and mules and, of course, our donkeys. And this poem is in tribute to those four-legged animals who really made a terrific contribution. I almost wanted to say Guyana in the olden days, but even today in Guyana, donkeys do play an important role and do make a terrific contribution to society. Even in the city, I almost said in the country areas, but we see donkey carts in Georgetown. Uh, so here is a, a poem called The Donkey by G.K. Chesterton. When fishes flew and forests walked and figs grew upon thorn, some moment when the moon was blood, then surely I was born. 
with monstrous head and sickening cry, and ears like errant wings, the devil's walking parody of all four-footed things. The tattered outlaw of the earth, of ancient crooked will, starve, scorch, deride me, I am dumb. I keep my secret still. Fools, for I also had my hour, one far fierce hour and sweet. There was a shout about my ears and palms before my feet. And I know some people already recognized when the donkey said, and palms beneath my feet. He was talking about Jesus on his back, taking Jesus into Jerusalem on um, Palm Sunday. So he said he had his hour um, when the master, Jesus, rode at his back. But beyond that, we all know that donkeys really play a, a, a vital role. Um, I mean, yes, we have all our vehicles with, with uh, how many horse powers, not donkey powers. They, they do not give, I mean, recognition to the donkey. They will say, well, this car is a thousand <laughs> donkey power. They say the horse power. Why not say donkey power? <laughs> so that was my contribution this evening. And I hope Thank that uh, it was well taken. Well, we the, the we can't call people donkey because you just enumerated all the the beautiful attributes. Yeah, donkey rises above us. We, we gotta <laughs> we gotta take back that aphorism from Diana. Oh yes. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. Okay, over to you, Habib, for our next poet. Can Podicom, the publisher, the poet. The author, he has written about Bartica, rain and Bartica, rainwater, and can actually, uh, after Pakaram Writers Association, um, being a supporter, a member, a publisher, he started his own publishing company and he has published several of our works. So I'm very happy that he has made it to tonight with us at the Pakarama Summer Medley. Can talk a bit about yourself and your books before you enter into your reading. You said it all, my friend. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's not much more to say. Um, I'm here, uh, present, accounted for. It's a privilege to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity to be able to present some of my work. And they're taken from my first book of poetry, called Infatimul, which is available on Amazon, too. I can't see it. Can you show it again? You could post the link as well. Sure, will do. Yeah, what's um, the title? So, sorry, Unfathomable and Other Poems. Oh, okay, great, thanks. And that's me down at the bottom there. Um, at the back of the book is a segment called Fragments. I'd like to read some of those, if I may. <clears throat> um, and some of it, um, Hopefully, hopefully some of you will relate to. Uh, they're mostly one stanza poems and some of them are two. This one is hopeful. Growing up in British Guyana, a child reluctant to go to school, 
hoping it would rain so hard. One of those long nonstop rainfalls resulting in floods and cancellations. And this one is instant flashback. I was going through my locker, selecting an old shirt to do yard work. I had an instant flashback to my father. I was a child once again, snuggling up to my father, gaining comfort from his smell. Tears started to flow. This one is called learning. I showed her how to unbolt the pantry door, watched as it opened a whole new world of things she'd never seen and held before. Containers and packages, plastic wrapping, jars and boxes. Adults should be like that, I thought. Every day, a new door opened to a different cupboard. And this one is called memory. Forgetting what you started out to do. Retracing your steps to trigger the memory, but it continues to elude. You're not sure how important it was. Does it mean there might, might be something wrong with you? Mirage. Waves of heated air shimmering up from the pitch in the road, destroying our perspective on a hot summer's day. Nostalgic. Immigrants. As they grow older, the yearning for a return to the old country increases. Memories plague them of a childhood in a familiar spot. And any little incident will send their senses reeling and take them back in time and place. Perspective. In childhood, time and distance assume massive proportions and scale. When you return to old haunts as an adult, you wonder how it is that you once thought it was so awesome. Solitary. Trees wrapped in burlap bags in winter. Lone sentinels. Clothed, cl sorry, clothing braced against the bitter cold. Swaying, quivering, moaning. The wind coming through holes in the bag. Survival. When I hear about the sad passing of a much younger man, I think with awe and appreciation, I'm not doing so badly. I have survived to this age. Transitory. An overcast sky. We passed a long stretch of open farmland, a farmhouse set back far from the road. The sky opened up. Rays of sunlight filtered through, silhouetting the building. A rainbow appeared, the dawn of creation. I pulled over, reached for my camera, turned back. The scene had altered. What good? What good is a story if no one reads it? A song if no one sings it? A house if no one lives in it? Are you really kind if no one feels it? 
generous if no one benefits, happy if no one shares it. And the last fragment, you can never go back. Sometimes I recall growing up back in Middle Road, the idyllic setting of the suburb, longing for the time again, knowing that it's long gone and the people there are no longer the same. You can never go back. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, thank you. Um, such, you know, these, you call them fragments, but they're so powerful, each, each fragment, right, so. Thank you. Thank welcome. you, Ken. I think it's the first time we have had you um, do your poetry and we want to have you again. So thank you. And um, I think uh, we're going to run out of time now, five minutes. So I see why the rain falls so much in Guyana when you get people prophesying for rain so they can't go <laughs> and I'll <laughs> <cut it. laughs> Okay, Sabib, do you want to go to the next one? Okay. I have, uh, as I work in the prison, I have um, yesterday oh. one of the brothers is a white Canadian um, converted to Islam. And I told him I have this event and uh, he wrote this on the cuff. So I wanted to do the honor of sharing this. Oh, how the petals fall. The light dims, then falls. There is still something in the kernel, a living, loving connection to all that is. As the seasons change, there is growth, a new life. The flower is alive again, radiant in all of his brotherly love. To see destruction has created life. The man reflects on the story of Al-Kaf, seven sleepers in the caves. Now let's hope that the rest of them can understand the metaphor. Can that same story cast light on a whole country? And I wrote this poem and the Avzal family was murdered in London, Ontario. And um, I just went to my phone and said, maybe I'll just read this one. I am Yumna. I'm Yumna, the student of grade eight who left a mural behind that state. She had actually painted a mural in the mosque in her school before she passed. Who left a mural behind that state, shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you will fall on the stars. That was her motto. I'm in the stars, you racists. I'm Yumna that had dreams. What does a 15-year-old do? She giggles with her friends and dreams of love, of university, of Pakistan beauty. You mowed me down, you enemy. I'm Yumna that loved Canada. My friends waited for my next project. My smiles and my work of art, my salams and good mornings was my Canadian manners. You blindsided my Canada, you haters. I'm Yumna the generous who loved to fundraise and walk the pave with my family, who made eye contact with passerbys and left a legacy unimaginable. You laughed when you were done, but would cry indefinable. I'm Yumna, who was here a century ago from Lebanon and India and every country you could think of. 
My name raised 1.2 million in funds for, in 48 hours, and even the prime minister and thousands attended my vigil. But you, Satan's friend, got a mugshot uh, disclosed instead and hated by the world locked forever. I'm Yumina that lives in the hearts of young girls striving for education on Instagram and TikTok on every platform, wearing the hijab bravely, walking on the aisle with my ma and pa and grams in heaven, and you have nothing in me. And yes, our Canadian justice will prevail. I'm Yumna, whose path is laid with flowers. On this summer of 21, healing love from young white boys and girls, I will never understand. And you, not surprised, claiming insanity on the stand. I'm Yumna, whose fate is humanity. From Pakistan to London, from paradise singing like with martyrs, I know my people would get mad, but I still whisper peace and mercy, for revenge is not our lot, while hate is yours, O terrorist of every mate. I'm Yumna. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so Habib, you know, after reading your poetry in the way that you do so powerfully, um, we know uh, that you are the passion behind these Pakarama events, in the, especially in the last year. I, um, you need no introduction. Everyone knows who you are. And, um, and I thank you for bringing together all of these people tonight, all of these wonderful poets, and some of them new, um, some of them returning to us. So thank you for, for a beautiful rendition. And thank you. And I will invite my Vice President Shirley Najram to give the vote of thanks. Very limited time. Sorry. Shirley online. Yeah. Oh, unmute yourself, Shirley. Can you hear me now? Yes, and see you oh. beautifully. <laughs> I I do apologize for leaving sometimes because we have a two-week-old baby in the house. So wow, and congratulations, Grandma. <laughs> thank you. So happy thank you so much for pulling everyone together from Guyana, from the US, and making it such a a successful evening. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed your, your poem you just did. It was so moving. I loved it. Thank and you. I want to thank everyone for their contribution and taking part in this um, poetry and, um, and everyone for being faithful and supporting Pakaraima. Thank you for that. And thank you to my beautiful co-host, Dr. Sherry Itwaru. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure tonight.